You've heard of monogamy, the practice of being in a relationship with one person at a time. But have you heard of polyamory? In this episode of Conversations with the Polyamorous Next Door, we are digging into the basics of polyamory, what it is, who's practicing it, and how it compares to monogamy in terms of relationship satisfaction. We will hear from some poly folks as well about how they handle jealousy and how support from family and friends affects their relationships. Join me, your host and friendly neighborhood polyamorist, Hannah Ramirez, as we learn more about the different forms love can take. In today's modern world, monogamy is the norm. When you tell someone that you're married or you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, most people are going to assume that you're monogamous with that partner. But monogamy is only one type of relationship structure that exists. Polyamory, which is often shortened to poly, is another option that is gaining popularity and acceptance in many urban areas of the U.S. Some estimate that around 5% of people in North America are currently involved in some sort of consensually non-monogamous relationship, which would include polyamory. All right, so what the heck is polyamory? Simply put, it's having more than one romantic or intimate relationship at once, with the informed consent of all people involved. And I know, with all the fairy tale stories we grew up with, you might ask a question like, okay, but wait, isn't that the same thing as cheating? Like, if you're sleeping with multiple people, what's the difference here? Let me emphasize that part about consent again. Poly relationships are not a form of cheating. By definition, everyone involved in this open relationship knows about everyone else and has agreed that it's okay. Polyamorous relationships are built around integrity, consent, communication, which is quite the opposite of cheating. Polyamory also differs from other forms of consensual non-monogamy, such as swinging, in that it's not only about sex. Swinging is having recreational sex with others outside of your established partnership, while still maintaining emotional monogamy. Polyamory allows for all aspects of a, quote, normal relationship to be experienced with more than one partner at a time, so poly relationships can be fully realized relationships all on their own. One really cool thing about poly relationships is that it's not a one-size-fits-all sort of deal. How individuals or couples arrange them varies a lot. It may be that one person is partnering with multiple people separately from one another, or perhaps a couple is dating a third person together. That would be called a triad. My husband and I have a primary-secondary style poly relationship, and that works well for us. So my husband is my primary partner, and we have been married for 10 years and poly for three years. I also have a secondary partner, my boyfriend of two years, and my husband husband also has a secondary partner that he has dated for a few months. At this point, you may be thinking to yourself, okay, but why the heck would anyone want to be polyamorous in the first place? Don't people get really jealous and hurt and freak out? I know I definitely thought this when I first heard about polyamory several years ago. The simple answer is that people choose polyamory for different reasons, and yes, jealousy does still come up because we're only human, polyamorists included. While researching for this podcast, I joined a local polyamory Facebook group and started asking questions. What I learned from them is that for many folks, 
Polly feels more natural to them. That chance to connect on a deeper level with more than one person at a time in an open and honest way made them feel more like themselves. For others, this kind of relationship worked because they found that perhaps one person didn't fulfill all of their needs, and that's okay. In an article titled, Three People Reveal Why Polyamorous Relationships Work for Them, one woman put it this way, quote, One partner may be less vocally affectionate, but very affectionate physically, and another partner could be the reverse. Instead of expecting one person to step up and change to meet my needs, I could have other partners that provide that nurturance through a variety of ways." End quote. Reading this reminds me of a quote from the well-known psychotherapist Esther Perel. She often says, quote, In monogamy, we come to one person, and we basically are asking them to give us what once an entire village used to provide. Give me belonging, give me identity, give me continuity, but give me transcendence and mystery and awe all in one. Give me comfort, give me edge, give me novelty, give me familiarity, end quote. For many people I talked to, polyamory was a smarter choice in fulfilling their emotional and physical needs and desires. Others say that polyamory works better because they have an attraction to both men and women. I can relate to this in my own marriage as my husband came out as bisexual to me after we had been married for a few years. After a whole lot of discussion and soul-searching together, we decided to open our marriage so that he could have the opportunity to explore that side of his sexuality, and I could also have new experiences while still maintaining a strong and intimate relationship between each other. So, with my own marriage in mind, when I first started researching for this podcast, I wanted to answer the question, can polyamorous relationships be sustainable long-term? even through big life changes, such as having kids. After researching the topic and speaking with several people in the Poly Facebook group, something that was immediately clear was yes, people have had varying degrees of success with polyamorous relationships, with some lasting from a few months or years to three to four decades and beyond, just like monogamous ones do. I felt that I had answered my research question. Polyamorous relationships can absolutely be sustainable long-term, just as monogamous ones can. Quality time, communication, mutual respect, and a desire to be together all contribute to the survivability of monogamous and poly relationships alike. But this answer gave way to more questions. Is there something else that is needed that contributes to the success of a complex poly relationship? One research study suggests that those in polyamorous relationships, specifically primary-secondary type, have been socially stigmatized and are often met with a lack of support from friends or family when it comes to their secondary partners. While several of the people I spoke with were, quote, out and proud about their poly lifestyle, many others I spoke with said that they didn't feel comfortable telling their family about being poly for fear of being judged. I asked everyone if they believed their degree or of openness, or lack thereof, played into the sustainability of their relationships. One person responded by saying, I do think that being able to be open and honest about my relationships has played into why they've been as strong as they are. No one has to feel like a dirty little secret. Another person responded by saying, 
The biggest challenge has been that people don't always take my relationships seriously, and they just assume I'm looking for hookups. Support from family and friends is often taken for granted in monogamous relationships. Among those interviewed, they indicated that they crave acceptance, but fear judgment from those that don't understand their choice. Personally, my husband and I have been able to tell many of our friends who were all super cool about it. As far as family goes, we have only been able to tell a few of them because we suspect we will not be met with support. I know that my relationship with my boyfriend would not be as healthy as it is if we weren't able to be open about it with his family because he is extremely close with them. Through my experience, I know there is a connection between the survivability of polyamorous relationships and the acceptance of one's safety net. Polyamory is on the rise and the internet is creating space for people to be more open about who and how they love. Could this indicate that a future is coming where support is as readily available to poly relationships as to monogamous ones? The poly community sure hopes so. Polyamorous couples and individuals help normalize the lifestyle through talking about their relationships with non-poly folks. It's so important to be exposed to different perspectives, different relationship structures, in order to learn what's right for us and understand that there is no one right way for everyone. The final thing that I want to touch on with you is jealousy. It's absolutely true that polyamorous people experience jealousy, but they often deal with it in a different way than those in non-poly relationships might. One person put it this way, quote, Polyamory has helped me grow as a person. If I feel jealous, I sit and really dig into my psyche to figure out why. And once I have, then I can start to work through it instead of using that jealousy to try to control my partner or lash out at them, end quote. Jealousy can be an opportunity to reflect on our boundaries and discuss those with our partner or partners, whether in a poly relationship or a monogamous one. For my husband, my boyfriend and I, we try not to hide it when we are feeling jealous from time to time. We make an effort to give each other space to vocalize our emotions and identify what the source of the jealousy might be. Personally, I've found that I feel more jealous or insecure when I haven't had as much time with my husband or my boyfriend as I would like. So that leaves me feeling disconnected from them. By being honest about this, it gives my partners the opportunity to reassure me that there is more than enough love to go around. I know for me, being polyamorous has helped me become a better communicator and a more emotionally connected person to everyone around me beyond just my partners. To close this out, I want to say that my goal here is not to convince you to jump right into non-monogamy. I just hope I've encouraged you to be open-minded and supportive of choices that make people happy, even if those choices don't follow a social norm. If I could leave you with anything, it would be this quote from Dr. Annapol, a clinical psychologist and polyamory expert. She says, quote, There is no evidence that monogamy or polyamory is better than the other in terms of relationship longevity, happiness, health, sexual satisfaction, or emotional intimacy. For some, monogamy is a better choice. For others, polyamory is a better fit. If you're not sure what would work for you, I suggest you find out and then go with what feels best to you and your partner or partners." End quote. Well, folks, that's all for now. 
Tune in next week when we talk about the five love languages and how to handle a relationship when your love languages don't exactly match. Thank you so much for listening.